Hello everyone, welcome to God's Imagers. This podcast is a community platform for Christians to share what God is doing in their lives. Together we hope to learn more about what it means to represent God as we live in His kingdom. Our vision is for us as a community to become passionate about following King Jesus. We invite you to join us as we explore what it means to live as God's imagers. Our guest today is Joshua Aaron, a Messianic Jew who lives in Israel. He is an award-winning singer and songwriter. He has millions of listeners all over the world who appreciate his beautiful Israeli worship music. So join Micah Art and myself, Nelson Miller, as we sat down with Joshua and got some insights into singing, songwriting, music, and worship. All right, well, we have a special guest here. I guess you could say all the way from Israel. We're recording here in Pennsylvania, but it feels like certainly you've come a long distance. And I'm just going to let you introduce yourself. Some of our audience will not be familiar with you. So, how about you just tell us who you are and whatever you want to share about that, your background or... The big wide open it's question. wide right? open. <laughs> All right. My name is Joshua. I live in Israel by a lake. Perhaps the audience has heard it's called the Sea of Galilee mm. in Israel. <laughs> and I actually was born and raised, you can tell by my accent, near Scranton, Pennsylvania, or Scranton, as we say, to a Jewish Israeli mother and a, a Roman Catholic Christian father. Interesting... That could spin off into lots of conversations, but my mom and dad accepted Yeshua, Jesus, Yeshua in Hebrew, we call him, just a year before I was born. So I was raised with a connection to Judaism and Christianity all my life, but I had an Orthodox grandmother who really always beat me over the head with a yarmulke, (laughs) reminding me I was Jewish my whole childhood. And I'm glad she did. So the more I fell in love with Jesus, the more I loved... I fell in love with actually my Jewish heritage because he's the greatest rabbi (laughs) that ever lived. So that's kind of the nutshell of my faith. But I decided to move to my mom's home country in Israel as an adult and brought my wife and three kids at the time. We have five now. And we've been in Israel seven and a half years total and love living in Israel, love living in the land where two thirds of my rabbi's miracles happened in Galilee. (laughs) So it's kind of crazy to drive my kids to school every day and just look out, literally driving down the mountain, overlooking the Sea of Galilee and my kids in high school go to school on the Sea of Galilee, and my kids in elementary school, literally their school's on the Jordan River. So it's just wow. quite serene for me as a Jewish believer in Jesus and Yeshua to be coming from there now. And a good amount of our life, especially my children, the majority of all my children's life now, they feel probably more Israeli than American, huh. but still very proud to be dual citizens as Americans. Um, so we're entering this weird stage now where we're really Israeli to the point where our oldest child is going to the army in Israel. So she's next, less than a year now she'll be, and she's a senior in high school. So she'll be, you yeah, know, it's kind uh, of like protecting a Israel. Mandatory or do you say mandatory or? Mandatory. It's yeah, it's mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. I, I was reminded you always say my rabbi walked on that water out there. You <laughs> <That's laughs> right. say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess maybe question about like when you started getting into music and maybe even more specific like your your ministry and maybe you could speak to that with if you'd like with sure. in in Israel I believe you have like tours and stuff whatever you want to call it but yeah just kind of the whole background on that what led you to that and and Yeah. Well, I mean I think you know going to Back to Romans where Paul's talking to the Greek church, you know, like hey don't forget from where you came the roots that supports mm-hmm. you and I feel like a bridge 
I'm not a scholar by any means, but I do feel this kind of responsibility to be a bridge to Israel and a greater, a deeper understanding of who my brothers and sisters are who have been adopted into my family, one big mm-hmm. family, yeah. <laughs> as I've written a song about. Yeah. <laughs> and I really feel, so with, with that thinking and that part of a passion of mine, um, we've got a tour to Israel, been doing it since 2009, BC, before COVID, <laughs> we did every year. Um, <laughs> now we're doing virtual tours, but for me, and a higher level than that is really just that everybody would not know my rabbi and the Messiah, the only way to God, Jesus mm-hmm. or Yeshua, as we call him in Hebrew. So music kind of came into play as a child, my mom's favorite worship leader was Elvis Presley. And as a non-believer, she loved his gospel songs. And I think he played a big part in her salvation story that kind of softened her heart. So when the time came when she accepted Messiah, she became a completed Jew and completed her uh, faith coming to know the the rabbi Mm -hmm. from the Galilee. So, So for me, music's always been a huge part of our family. And the day I was saved, I was five years old, my dad put me up on the washing machine. I remember, I remember he, like, he reminds me since I was five. <laughs> so I'm 43, so 38 years ago. You know, the day I, I accepted him and it, it, I, I remember it as if it was in my memory, but he reminded me so many years, it's probably just him reminding me. <laughs> but he, they always remind me the day after I just started making up little songs about God and wow. singing to everybody. And, or <laughs> I'd just be in the, in the creek playing and looking up and these kids are like making fun of me singing because I just pretend like nobody's there. I'm just like singing to huh. God, you know, since I was five years old. So my mom was always, and my sisters were always really, you know, really encouraging saying I had a nice voice and stuff, but that doesn't count when your parents, <laughs> your, your parents say stuff, you know? Um, but I just, whenever I sang, you know, I've sang other songs, Beatles songs in high school or something as a special event, but I just wanted to sing it always came back to the Lord. I just wanted to sing about the Lord huh. and it became a passion for me. And then I, I started volunteering, leading worship in my parents, an actual church. My grandmother wouldn't let me come to synagogue because she's afraid her half Jewish grandkids would say the J word in synagogue and they'd all spit at me or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she, she was really kind of uh, frustrated that my mom married a Gentile. Of course, outside of the synagogue, she'd remind us all the time that we were Jewish in our heritage, et cetera. A lot of times you hear like a question, when did you start playing an instrument or, you know what I mean? You talked about your singing and maybe that was, you were known for a little boy who was expressing your joy, but like, when did that turn into like an instrument, you know, to express that? Well, yeah. So, so along the way, and I was in high school in America and my music teacher heard me sing a couple events and ever like for my sophomore year. 10th, 11th, 12th, I sang it every special. She made me sing a special all the time. And then I learned some like fancy songs on the guitar, like Blackbird. It's one of the hardest, it looks like one of the hardest guitar songs to play. And so people just assumed I was a great guitar player. To this day, <laughs> I, I kind of fake it, you know? Yeah. But for me, it just came down to learning an instrument was just to accompany my voice instead of doing tapes or whatever they did back in the old days, you know, to back yourself up. And I just realized at one point I was leading a worship and you hit a moment where everybody's just singing and you realize mm. they're not looking at you anymore. They're just praising mm. God. And it's like those mm. moments when you're like borrowing God's ears almost. Mm. I don't know how to describe it. It just seems like some of the most sacred mm. moments in my life where if you can get them to realize they're not looking at you, they're coming together and praising God. I, I want to be a part of that the rest of my life, basically, yeah. and to use music. And there's an aspect as, as a Jewish person who obviously loves business, <laughs> Jewish thing. <laughs> I went to business school, but I try to own, I had a hard time the first five years or so with the whole name thing and, and being an artist slash worship leader. I'd rather be called an artist because worship leader, I feel like carries much more of a ministerial, heavy, okay. heavy 
covering. It really does. I'd rather be called an artist if we give glory to God all the time because I feel yeah. like it's lighter. Huh. Just like I'd rather be an, a for-profit because I feel like there's just so much more heaviness. That, yeah. And for me, I, as music ministry, we yeah. run it as a for-profit because in Israel, they don't understand you know, why would people donate to you for singing? You're a professional singer, aren't you? Aren't you? You know, uh -huh. what are you doing? You know? Huh. So we feel like it actually has worked well from that angle, you know? Yeah. But in the same sense of being a minister, it's, it's, a, it's a big, uh, it's a heavy responsibility to get out of the way oh, yeah. uh, as much as possible. It messes with people's heads, especially if you start really young. I started when I was 30 doing this full time, which I think is a healthier age to start traveling and because you're kind of a, your faith is kind of more solid and a little more secure in who you are yeah. even perhaps but it could mess with your head like you know we had some good examples of people who started their ministry about the age 30 oh yeah such <laughs> that's as, right uh, such as your messiah the rabbi from the <laughs> gallery uh, i think we have some good i think even john maybe too but yeah um, but yeah i've actually thought of that in my own life something did change i mean i'm 31 now mm -hmm. but, and it's the weirdest thing i don't know what that is when yeah. I turned 30, but I remember being about 30. In fact, I was still 29. And I started like thinking about that more. I don't know why. Like a, wow. call, like a feeling, a calling of God. Yeah. And I can't necessarily put my finger on what that was, but maybe maybe it's the point when you start taking life seriously. Yeah, and, it's, it's, and, a life, it's a life yeah. cycle thing. I remember reading about this in some, perhaps a business magazine or something where it's like <sighs> in your 30s, 20s, you're trying to figure out who your life, 30s, you're kind of figuring out who you are. 40s, you're actually succeeding in it. You know, oh. there's like this stage of growth, yeah. people's lives that are trying to focus and be successful in what they do. Yeah, so I want to ask something about, I think I heard you say already your favorite, maybe favorite verse, if you want to put it that way, Psalm 40, verse three. Oh yeah. And the reason I remember you saying that is because that used to be my favorite verse. Really? Because when I was playing guitar, I probably read 50 songs. Oh, wow. And and I, I remember that verse was like my verse. Uh, I mean, I can't say it offhand. He has put a new song in my mouth, even praise to our God, many shall see it in fear and trust in the Lord. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So you want to tell us anything? Like, is that correct? That That's like a verse? That's my favorite. Verse? Well, there's like different topics, but yeah, that's one of my favorite verses, but my, probably my favorite verse. But like, how does that impact you? Like it says, I've got has put a new song in my yeah. mouth. Like, yeah. do you think of that when you're writing a song? Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, I, I, it's, every time I write a song, I'm like, whoa, because it's by the grace of God that we have any level of creativity. It only comes from the creator, you know? Yeah. So I'm always grateful. You, you look at like rock stars, they just don't write songs anymore. Hmm. It's something that just turns off at some point, you know, hmm. be people that are gifted in it. So I'm grateful for any hmm. moment I can sing a song. That of course I, I want them, all my songs to glorify God, but any time I get to write another one that somebody might use to praise God, I, I can't believe it. Yeah. I'm like still. Honored. And the way the verse leads into like many will see it and like come almost like come into reverence of okay, God. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. So many will see it and fear it says. Yeah. And put their trust in Him. So I, there's that holy fear <laughs> because they'll see a genuine relationship that, that's coming from it. This if they see you singing about God whom you know. Or if they see you in tight leather pants singing about God, like, well, I think this guy mm. just wants to sing in front of people, you know, mm. or not that I'm stereotyping people, how they dress, yeah. but you, sometimes you can tell right. the you know, same spirit that raised Messiah from the dead dwells in us. So I think that this is what I take out of this is that if they see a genuine person who actually knows this God he's singing about, there's a drawing that mm. happens in that sincerity, level of sincerity in it. Many will see it and fear and put their trust in him. He gave me a new song, a song mm -hmm. of praise to our God. And many will see it and fear. Like, wow, I could be in yeah. awe, probably. I'm not sure. 
I'll have to go back and read the Hebrew. I actually don't have it memorized in Hebrew. Right. But yeah, and put the trust in God. So that's my dream and goal that God yeah. would use the songs. Along that line, kind of going back to like the whole connection with the one who is life. And like you said, like you don't have to wonder if you see something, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of, if you see someone who is connected with God and just kind of the whole thing with like you saying about leading people into words. I don't know if you said that word exactly, but like the example you gave when you looked out and like seeing people weren't, weren't looking at you and you know that whole guys it's just kind of neat hearing that just that whole reminder mm-hmm. of that connection with your messiah and bringing you know through that being able to you know bring all that glory to amen. him amen yeah like we come to a a night of worship and you may be leading it but it's like i love hearing that perspective of you like at some point we're like we're not focused on are you hitting every are you plucking the strings exactly right in that being real cool yeah. and fancy? And at some point, we're just thinking about coming into God's presence. Yeah, yeah, man. And like you're the role that you know that you might play. That's that's an honor and a privilege and a, a great responsibility. It really is. And, and yeah. so it's always been a balance for me to figure that out. I, mean, I had a meeting with a mentor of mine, Don Finto. He's Michael W. Smith's pastor, Amy Grant's pastor. Okay. And he's really part of why they started. They, they had like a cafe across the street huh. from their old, I, I think it's Christ Church. It was one of those churches that did, you couldn't have instruments in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, like, they started having yeah, gatherings across Christ. the street after church or in the evenings or something. Yeah. And they kind of, they, they that's, that's how they kind of got started, Michael W. Smith and my, Amy. So he became a mentor of mine and he loves Israel. I've seen him in Israel many times. So we did coffee one time in Nashville six, seven years ago. And I was telling him, I'm struggling with this Joshua Aaron thing, you know. I'm not with the label. I almost signed with the label, but I feel like I, hmm. I shouldn't go that route. And he's like, he was kind of encouraging me. And he said, I remember being invited many places to speak. And he said, I'd say, why don't you let Pastor Joe do it? He could do a good job. And he said, after several times of doing that, he felt like this rebuke from the Lord saying, I gave you a position. You better own it. Hmm. So he said, you better own the place, the thing I've given you. So he's like, Joshua, own your clout. If you feel like God's called you to do this, yes, be humble, but own it as well. So hmm. it, it kind of helped me advance at one point. Maybe I needed to be in that, you know, that period of figuring it out with fear and trembling, but it was really, it was, it was actually a a game changer for me Mm. to own it a little bit more, not for me, but to use what God had given me at the same time, you know? There's like, sometimes we tend to think, well, you have to have this like false humility of like, God does give talents and abilities and roles and you don't have to shy away from it and say, oh, no, I'm not worthy of that. Yeah. But I like one of the reasons that I've continued following your ministry is I've noticed that genuineness. Is that a word? Like mm-hmm. you, you actually seem genuine. You're down to earth, but yet you're also like you're saying owning it. Like you're. Yeah. And I like that. I do like that. That's attractive. It goes, goes beyond the, well, the the business, if you will. Or, you know what I mean? Like, is that what you mean? Yeah. Like and I'm just saying I, I, I commend you. I think you're doing well, well in that. You. I'm not... I mean, yeah. I am the most humble person I have ever met. <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't get out much, do you? <laughs> I'm owning that. No, I'm kidding. But I, actually, I've been thinking about that a lot. Though, like we we're, we walk in this freedom with God, and it's like there is a tendency as Christians to oh, we were saved, and it's like oh, but I'm I'm a I'm a sinner saved by grace. And it's like you can actually apply that label way too often. It's like a negative label. Instead, embrace embrace what God has given yeah. you. Good and bad. You, you can do uh, it without uh, being your imperfections full of pride as well. And, and yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Amen. Um, so yeah, embracing what God has given you. I have a question to jump back a little bit. I think you mentioned about earlier on you're talking about your like never forgetting or not about not forgetting your your heritage and you moving yeah. back to Israel and the ministry to, to, to be a you know light 
no, I shouldn't say light. It's the light to the Gentiles. It's the opposite <laughs> way. <laughs> but you know what I mean? To, 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 Back to Israel. I forget how you said it, but like, you know, to shine the Messiah to them. Kind of, I think you mentioned that. I guess I'm kind of wondering, what does it look like the opposite way? Because as we're hmm. sitting here, I'm a, I'm a Gentile saved <laughs> by the grace of God. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I feel like sometimes we forget there again, like the whole like Gentile believers. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I think we forget that we are grafted in maybe, you know what I mean? Like, have you seen that? Like, and I think we mentioned you used the word bridge already. Like, do you see mm-hmm. that going both ways? Like, have you seen in your life how you could kind of like remind people like the sides. American church? Oh, made, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, this Jesus was a Jew. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, to, it's a little bit of both ways. Yeah. Well, I grew up hearing stories from my grandmother and she used to spit if I said Jesus name in her house okay. and her family, the Schweitzer family, actually her parents, her brother died in the Holocaust mm. and she fled to Israel. And she learned that everything that happened was because of Christians. So it, <laughs> mm. it's absurd, but there is some terrible Christian history. Yeah. And that's not, that's not if it's not the definition of Christianity. Anybody who'd kill anybody's life, they should be erased from the idea of what Christianity is because mm. Jesus mm-hmm. taught them to give a life, not to mm-hmm. never take a life, turn a cheek. But, you know, the Crusaders. You know, mm-hmm. cross and a sword, choose Christ or die was, was one of the slogans. And all Jewish people know these stories. Hmm. So a lot of times for Jewish people, hmm. there's this awkward historical thing that they've been taught, all been taught because they don't want it to happen again. Hmm. And what they don't know is most of the church, 99.9% of the church doesn't have any feelings of negativity towards Jewish people. Hmm. It was a terrible, a few Terrible blips in history, very terrible ones. And we know Hitler wasn't a Christian, but here he was shaking hands with cardinals and the Roman Catholic Church were really, to say the least, very passive. So um, that's always hard. It's also beautiful. The flip side is for a lot of Jewish people are noticing that Christians have this healthy love for Israel now. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes unhealthy. Sometimes they put Israel up with God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's been really cool to see that as well. I feel like that might be something that's an inkling to see that whole, the Gentiles calling, causing us to jealousy. Mm. Like, why are you singing songs in Hebrew? You're a Gentile, you know? Mm. As a believer, I don't see Jew-Gentile. I see come 100% equal. There's no right. Jew-Gentile, sleep yep. free, male or female, all are one in Messiah. So mm. it's kind of both sides. It's pretty cool. Historically, we're one of, one of the best seasons in, in the history in 2000 years, at least six, yeah, 2000 years. Yeah. So I, I always take that with a grain of salt as well. I've been rejected to things because I'm a believer in Jewish mm-hmm. circles. Just a couple of weeks ago, I got a message from this amazing organization that I was a part of a Holocaust commemoration and, and they found out I was a believer and they're like, hey, uh, I, mm. we're going to have to delete your part of this project. Yeah, we know your family survived the Holocaust, but after finding out you believe, mm. we can't. So like that stuff really hurts. Yeah, that it does. really still hurts. Wow. I should get over it. I should count it as a joy, I guess, but I've been bridging a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I should be used to it by now. Yeah. But the passion hasn't gone away to be a bridge, but in a healthy way. Yeah. And I say that because sometimes the church could almost turn on themselves. Like they find these roots and all of a sudden they're looking up Rabbi Google and uh, yeah. they don't understand the Hebrew. They're actually telling me how to pronounce God's name. These Americans who barely speak one language, you know, <laughs> and that was me. You know, I speak Hebrew now, but I had to you know, learn. And there's just almost this unhealthy flip sometimes, mm. you know, so I'm trying to. I had people come and thanking me for leading there. I'm like, no, I, I wasn't saying that. I'm not trying to Judaize you. You don't need to become something you're not. I think you need to own it. I think you need to own that you're Irish or American. I, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't, yeah. I'm, that's not me in any way. But I understanding the depths of Jesus, Yeshua, 
through things like the biblical feasts and is is yeah oh, using through a yeah. lens as a lens to you can't and that is something I I think let's I'll say American Christians because that's all I know yeah we need to learn more about oh yeah I mean we're, we're dumb or we're, we don't yeah. know and it, it's not a salvation issue yeah. but it's a depth yeah. issue it's pretty powerful I would like us to take that. Yeah, like we're saying, like more of the bridge, but like just an, a mutual understanding of each other. Yeah. Like, again, you said most 99% of Christians aren't out to get the Jews. You know, we no. support Israel. Yeah. We, where do you think all the tourists come from? And, you know, yeah. all of that. But it's like, there's still, there's a gap in, how do I want to say it? Like when we read the Bible, we're missing a lot of context. And now we don't need to all, we don't need to go in full Judaism to read the Bible. But at the same time... There's a lot there that I, I wish. There's a lot of context. Wish, oh my gosh, yeah. So, uh, um, but again, I like in your ministry, it's a delicate balance I can kind of see. But at the same time, just keep focusing on our mutual, what is our, what is the common denominator? And that really is we're our all Savior, blood. the we're King. We're all blood brothers and sisters yeah. paid by the blood of Yeshua. That is the King. I mean, yep. we're in the kingdom together. Absolutely. And, and we serve the same King. And yeah, I want to encourage you to keep, I know that can be a, a there's probably a lot of criticism from both sides that could come, but yeah, that's, we all have <laughs> and that. confusion and confusion. <laughs> confusion. Yeah. Recently, I was talking with someone about even just the concept of worships. Going back to that, and they made the statement like, "Well, worship is just a result of being in God's presence." And I'm like, "Okay." Huh. I mean, there's so many definitions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that though, and I was like, "Do you ever think of it as?" I don't want to use that term, worship leader, if you don't like that, but Artist. someone who who can, let's say lead a worship night do you ever really just stop and think like what is worship or is do you sometimes not feel like worshiping or how do how oh do you, yeah certainly like, don't you know There's what i mean many like, times how do we deal with that how do we sometimes i have to worship my way into worship you know <laughs> yeah like when we're feeling really discouraged about our physical life like this you know we're not focusing on yeah i mean i've um, got five kids so sometimes you show up and you're like your brain is elsewhere. Yeah. You just spank somebody maybe. You know, I <laughs> yeah. My kids are pretty good. I don't have to get to them. But, you know, it's really, I don't have a theology to wrap around it. I, yeah. think, it's, I think it's not as theological as we think. It's not as definable yeah. as we think it is because worship is beyond music as we all, we all know that. Yeah. It's no, giving. that's good. Sometimes we take, you know, we write books and courses on, on what is worship and yeah. try to define it. And oh, all and that. I, and it's I've like, read them all. Yeah, yeah, and it's like a lot of it comes down to our expression of our life, the life Jesus gave us and put into us. And yeah. Yeah, we don't need to overcomplicate it. Yeah, and there's several, there's like, I forget what, yeah, I think seven Hebrew words for worship and they're all kind of different, you know, it's not just singing. Sometimes it's on your yeah. face, you know, you're on your yeah. face. I do remember you telling a story of writing, I think you are holy yeah. at a low time. Did you say that? It yeah. was at like a low point? Yeah. So like, I'd kind of like to hear you talk that out. Like when you're feeling low, <laughs> how did you get? I was like mad at God when I wrote Yeah, that like song. how do you get to writing, we'll say a worship song? I mean, yeah. or. Well, I was just, it was, you know, it was kind of fleshly. I was just tired and okay. it was a long trip to the, I was in the Philippines and I wrote that song and, and I was sleeping in a squatter's village the night before on a dirt floor and a straight pack of stray cats and a box next to my head and I'm allergic to cats. Then finally, the next day, they, they brought me to Manila to an actual building with a bed, but the doors had been closed for like a whole summer. And it's like these concrete buildings like in Israel and it just smelled like mildew. And But I was just dead tired and I laid down and no sooner than I laid down than I felt these bugs crawling up. I mean, I just got out of bed like... And there's this little, there's little tiny mites into my bed. And I was like so <laughs> mad because I was just 
like I finally found a bed. It was just amazing, you know. And I got up. My like, God, how did you let this happen? Like I wasn't really yelling at him. I just was just mm. I was just angry in general. But I felt like this awe. Like I realized I mm. I was mad at God over just a soft bed mm. and a couple buddies in the bed, you know, bed bugs. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I I actually had this this awe. I don't know. There's just awe mm. of who God was, and and I'm not an over spiritualizing kind of person. Like if somebody, a Pentecostal prays over me, I'm not falling over unless God picks me up, throws me through the wall. And I hope he does. And I hope he does. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want to, if God ever does anything, I want it to be God. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's no possible way a man blew on my forehead and did it or something, you know? Yeah, I, I'm, right. I'm, I'm right there with So you. my point is, I haven't had many of these moments because I, okay. that I can really know this is like, this is holy. Yeah. So this moment was one of those moments where okay. I just had this awe I never felt before. And it was just this weird moment where I just got out of the bed. I'm like, I'm obviously not going to go back to that thing. I brushed off a wooden chair and just started praising him. And I just yeah. cried the whole night. I'm not even a crier. I don't cry much. Yeah. And I just cried the whole night. Like, I'm like, you are. <laughs> I just like, just, I'm just crying through the whole time. Just, and I had a recorder on my little phone wow. and I don't know where that is anymore, but all you hear is me crying and just barely singing, you know, but uh, <laughs> that moment was really special. I actually wasn't sure if I should release the songs. It was like one of those only moments I've ever had with God where I felt this like power of his presence and like he was in the room with me, wow. but I was picturing my family singing with me who weren't there on that trip. So when I came home, I made them sing it and it was so great to have him I love, be part of I it. I love that song. We sing it as a family. That's awesome. It's just, I just, I'm, I'm thankful for your situation or whatever brought us that song. It's, it is meaningful to us. Yeah, praise God. So I, I don't know. I know you don't get into the deep theological things, but that verse, it talks about worshiping in spirit and in truth. Yeah. I never looked into that much, but did you ever, worshiping in spirit and in truth, does that apply to getting together and singing about our, our Savior and I certainly think so. I mean, I just, I never looked into like what there's spirit and truth. And you said earlier, you said you are holy. Like you, when you wrote that song, you are holy, like you spoke that out. Yeah. There is an actual, I've heard it said that when you say something like, God, you are right. Like you're having a really bad day and just say it out loud. God, you are right. You are good. You are holy. Uh, and it, they say it, it like almost changes the atmosphere in a sense. Like you're, yeah. but anyway, like that's in, in the spirit and you're just connecting. You're saying something that's truthful, obviously, in your worship songs yeah. and things like that. You would do that as well. But I've always wondered if the spirit and truth, and I'm totally going blank in some of the studies I've done this, <laughs> but I've always wondered also is if the truth is like singing with sincerity, you know, ah. like your heart is speaking what your mouth is saying sometimes. Because wow. usually it's our mouth saying, mm. I can actually literally sing most of a song and be somewhere else in my head. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. like I can like be transported like. Well, like driving down the highway, you do that. You're like, whoa, I just yeah, drove yeah. like 50 miles. But spirit and truth, I think, you know, could also be you're recognizing the power of God, but like this is actually, you're saying what you really believe and you're really, there's a connection from yeah. heart to lips, you know? Yeah, there's that connection, the spirit and you're connecting with the father and yeah, wow. Yeah, like believing in Jesus, in Yeshua, confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Like there's, you're recognizing this truth, not just saying it, you're, believe, you're literally believing in your heart. In you a know? way you're compelled to say it. Yeah. Because that is an expression. You can't not yeah. say it. And I would look at that as just worship in general. And, and I don't know, just the whole idea of, we come from a background that would like you, it's different. Like well, there would be less, there would be a de-emphasis on dancing and, and that kind of like jumping around 
Because they would look at it like, well, that's you're getting into the fleshly and like it's and purely I get that. emotional or, or it's all emotion. Yeah. They would say it's all emotion. And I can see a little bit there's always a balance, right? With anything. But I just I do not agree. How can Absolutely. you not contain yeah. it? Know. You know what I'm saying? I know. And and again, it's just it's amazing. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Yeah, how can you not? I appreciate your music and it does <laughs> it does make me want to just express what I'm feeling in our hearts. So yeah, praise God. Praise God. Well, Joshua, thank you. Appreciate the time and sitting down and talking with us. And thank you, guys. Some people are listening. We can all learn something and worship our Messiah Amen. more efficiently and better. Amen. Yeah, is there any you want to say where if people are interested in your music or ministry and you want to give yourself a plug? <laughs> yeah, I'm a YouTuber, so Joshua Aaron works, or my website is joshuaaron.com. TV, joshuaaron.tv. All right. Well, there again, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. God bless. Be sure to check out his website and his music. Subscribe here to the podcast, and we'll see you next time on God's Imagers.